Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Segment is called Lawyer Up. Lisa Lanier is going to be on in just a moment. But when Kristen was doing that story a second ago about vigilante justice, for whatever reason, it reminded me of this old clip from Donald Trump. He was doing a rally and he was talking about guns and how, what a gun rights protector he how is. How tough he would be. How tough he would be. If somebody Even if he didn't can, have his gorillas, which he refers to the bodyguards. As, that's right. He's gorillas. That's what uh, the story was that somebody had run over an older guy at one particular intersection. And then hours later, the guy had gotten away. And hours later, he was found tied up and beaten up and waiting for police at the same intersection where the Tied to a had, phone pole. <laughs> tethered. <laughs> so I, I, now, I believe in Spider-Man uh, mythology, the webbing dissolves after 45 minutes so if you've been webbed by is that Spider-Man, true i didn't know that well he mentions that in, in one of the ones he said that'll that stuff will dissolve in about 45 minutes oh i had no idea mm-hmm. that's so it's a, because otherwise it would just be hanging off every building oh true because he's all you know, in the city. yeah <laughs> well, that makes sense i thought maybe a good rain would wash it away. okay that, that's perfect because no. i've often wondered that i'm not a big spider-man aficionado yeah. like you guys are i thought he's he's really littering with those webs yeah i'm the sorry city's just covered yeah <laughs> I mean, there's less crime, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> he could clean up after himself, yeah. you know. Okay, you know, because if you you sweep up, let's say he sweeps up this the four of us in the morning show. Yeah, how do the cops get us out? Right. Yeah, that's right. He, that, yeah, it's got to dissolve. You, you, you can't. They can't. They can't break, break through that the webbing. seal. That's right. So 45 minutes it dissolves. That's perfect. It's good to know. It is. I didn't know that. This is Trump's speech when he was talking about first gun control, and then. He mentions the movie Death Wish. Somebody attacks me. Oh, they're going to be shocked. Can you imagine? Somebody says, oh, there's Trump. He's easy pickings. What do you say? Right? (laughs) Oh, boy. What was the famous movie? Remember? Dirty Harry. No, remember? No. no. McQueen. He went around and he sort of, after his wife was hurt so badly. Ironside. No, that's not it. What? No. Ironside. No. Charles Bronson, right? Magnificent the late, Seven. great Charles Bronson. Name of the movie? Come on. Magnificent Seven. Death Wish. Oh. Oh. Remember that? <laughs> Mr. Majestic. Uh, we're going to cut you up, sir. We're going to cut you up. Oh, oh, oh. Bink. Bink is his. <laughs> That's his gunshot sound. Bink. I was really let down by that. <laughs> Such a buildup. <laughs> Bink. Yeah. Hey, there goes Trump. He's easy pickers. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> Take a look at this. Bink. Bink. What's that movie where they say you're talking to me? No. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Is it Untouchables? No. Uh-huh. Is it Dirty Hair? No. Cape Fear. No. And no. who is in it? Come on. It's Robert De Niro. Come on. No. no. Godfather 2. No. no. Barbara Ta- Getty. Taxi no. driver. Taxi driver, right? Meet uh-huh. the fuckers. No. <laughs> Bink. He continues. Today you can't make that movie because it's not politically correct, right? It's not politically correct. But could you imagine with Trump, somebody says, oh, all these big monsters aren't around. He's easy pickings. And then, hmm. That was like a larger gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he held that at his waist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Double barrel. 
That is my favorite rally he's ever done. <laughs> ever. That is my favorite rally now, he's ever done. You know, mm-hmm. this person on the phone, she knows what a gun sounds like. Well, she sure does. <laughs> Mrs. Lisa Lanier. Bink. Bink. Lisa, what's that movie? <laughs> no. About the lawyer? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Legal Eagles. <laughs> no. 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 A few good men. No. <laughs> to kill a... No. 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 Not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> and justice for all. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lisa, what an introduction for you today for Lawyer Up. How are oh, you? Man. Yes. Are you I'm fantastic. I hope you are. Doing very well. Everybody healthy you. at your place? Everybody's great. Yeah, we're just you know enjoying a lot of quality time together. How are your kids doing? We're just talking about this with distance learning. My kids have had some hurdles to cross with that. They're not doing their assignments like I really think they should, at least one of them. So my question is, how are they doing with this distance learning? They're doing pretty well. You know, they're, uh, they're hanging in there. I think uh, it, it's sort of... Um, it's one of those things where I think kids, at first, to me, they seem like they're sort of enjoying the freedom of it, of, you know, at least, if, you know, not having to necessarily be at every class at a certain time or whatever. But it does, it is a lot to track. That's yes, for sure. That's definitely. Definitely. Uh, let's get to Lawyer Up today. These are always legal stories that Lisa gets inside of and solves here. The first does involve coronavirus, and it comes from a P1 listener who says, listen to your show Every day, my husband is a sergeant for our local sheriff department, so his job is essential. We're okay. I work in a dental office, or I should say I worked in a dental office. I was laid off because of coronavirus, then asked to come back this past Monday. They told me they couldn't let me work any further because of lack of patience, and the doctor couldn't even receive pay from the business from the previous pay period. I got nothing there. Now it's pretty much closed down. They were just doing emergency patients anyway. And I said, I understand. That's fine. I understand what we're going through. Then today I checked my mailbox and received a letter stating that I had been permanently terminated. I was absolutely shocked. I haven't even worked there for 90 days. I hadn't had a review. Every time I asked for one, they would say, you're doing fine. Then bam, out of the blue, I get fired during this difficult period. Isn't it illegal to fire someone during the coronavirus lockdown? Can Lisa Lanier give us any insight on this since I've been away and had no guidance whatsoever? And first they told me they were just laying me off. Lisa, what are your thoughts on this? Does she have any legal recourse? I was thinking it is legal to do that because, I mean, people are getting fired left and right. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah, they, it is. It is legal to do it, unfortunately. I'm sorry to hear that she's lost her job in this awful mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is entitled to unemployment benefits, or she should be. And so um, I, hopefully she's already applied for those. But, you know, a lot of good things came out of um, Governor Cooper's order in mid-March, mid to late March. There used to be a one-week waiting period for unemployment. They removed that. They also remove the requirement that you be actively looking for another job. And employers are not going to be taxed for those unemployment wages. And um, you don't even have to go in. You can now apply online or by phone. So hopefully she's already done all that. But, yeah, unemployment would be her recall. Yeah, it's the only way to go. And it lasts how long? 29 weeks? Is that right? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. They've ex- I think they extended that a little bit. But hopefully she can get another job and when everything gets back to normal and sooner rather than later. We'll be patient with the unemployment stuff. Yeah, the yeah. online info. Yeah, it's, it's bad for everybody. I've heard it's bad. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I think a lot of employers or small businesses are a little confused about what to call this. You mm. know, are you are you terminating somebody? Are you furloughing them? They don't because nobody knows when it's going to end. 
And it may be she had almost been there 90 days, I think, close to it, but not quite. That's right. It may have been that they had to terminate her or start paying her some kind of benefits package or something, because some of these employees are getting furloughed and keeping their benefits package. So it may have been a situation like that where they couldn't afford to pay the benefits package. Uh-huh. I bet I bet you're right. Yeah. 90 days sounds like about that time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I wish her well. Hope she's doing well. We have the next story involves a celebrity. Post Malone, he's being sued over a song called Circles. It's a hit for Post Malone. We'll play a little for you. I know the song. You? I do know the song, yes. I didn't know it was called Circles, but it's, it's a big a hit. hit. It's a big hit. How many years old? Two? A year. A year? If that. Okay. Uh, Rolling Stone Magazine says that the lawsuit accuses him. Now, his real name's Austin Post. He goes by Post Malone, of course. Accuses him and his producers of knowingly getting profits from a song he claims he has written and not sharing it with a person that actually did write the song named Tyler Arms. Tyler or Armis, A-R-M-E-S. He claims he should get some of the credit because he co-wrote this song. Kind of sounds like a he said, he said here. But Lisa, what does this guy Arms have to do, and does he have a chance at getting some money out of this? Yeah, I think he. I think he does. He apparently. So Tyler Arms is a pretty well-known singer-songwriter in his own right. He's written a lot of songs as well as uh, jingles for commercials mm-hmm. and songs and soundtracks and all kinds of things. And so he was invited over to his, his version of it was he was invited over to Post Malone's studio by Malone's manager to collaborate on a song in uh, August of 2018. And he said, you know, they collaborated on it, they did it. And then he he saw a little snippet released on Instagram and he wrote to the manager and said, hey, you know, I haven't, I've not gotten any royalties from this and you're releasing it. Mm. And uh, the manager fired back a letter a few days later and said that uh, Post recalls you played a tune on the bass and he played more after it. So it sort of sounded like an admission that he had, you know, he'd come up with this tune and yeah. then that, uh, you know, that Malone had added to it. And, you know, generally people, if they're collaborating like this, it's a good idea to have this worked out in advance, how they're going to divide it. But if he's got evidence, you know, I'm sure there's probably emails or texts that go back and forth inviting him to the studio. And there may, and it sounds like also they made an offer shortly after he reached out to them to give him 5% of the royalties and he rejected that he said it wasn't enough and then they got mad and said hey that's a gift you know you didn't write that you didn't do that much on this Mm. so it sounds like they've kind of conceded that he did something but they just don't think he contributed a lot and uh, five percent is a pretty small usually when people collaborate in the uh, music industry they do a lot of times if it's a an intentional collaboration like this they would even do a 50 50 so he, he probably will stand to get pretty good payday here out of this when uh john prine died just earlier this week chris christopherson i guess was quoted saying you're writing too many good songs at once and it just was amazing to me because writing a song i'm sure is difficult you know i mean i just feel like writing a song is such an accomplishment you know even more so to me than like writing a short story or a book because i think if you're a real songwriter or writer of any kind it just comes out of you is that right you just Mm -hmm. have i mean i I, i'm sure everybody has writer's block from Mm -hmm. time to time but But i think they just have to maybe that's get it out maybe that's it because some of them are so great and prolific at i tell the story about ed sheeran you all have ter- heard me tell this story. Uh, and sure, at least I don't know. Talk about the lion tattoo or the ketchup. 
<laughs> so over those. It is not about the lion tattoo or the ketchup. Although that's intriguing also. <laughs> Dave and I saw this on CBS Sunday morning. Remember when he was out on the beach by himself with the ketchup and the fries? I was making grits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was good stuff. Lisa, are you a fan of Ed Sheeran? Oh, yeah, he's all right, yeah. Okay. Uh, Ed Sheeran, I'm a big fan. Ed Sheeran apparently was in his kitchen one night, and this girl he went to high school with came and knocked on his door, and she was totally destitute. She was down and out. He used to know her pretty well. He was a big star by this time. And she said, I just, I need some help. Can you give me money, anything? I'm just really down on my luck. He said, come on in, let's write a song together. I'll release it and give you half credit, and you can have half the money. And he wrote one of his biggest songs. It was like one of those, that ripped jeans thing. And uh, I'm telling you, I just thought, what? <laughs> Did he look at her and say, let's write about your pants? <laughs> <laughs> what a talent, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, that jean, I don't remember which one it is. It's like something about ripped jeans and, uh, and, and a picture in your pocket or something. And I just thought, my God, this guy, talk about a talent. Girl shows up looking they to They had sh- sex, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I certainly. <laughs> no one believes that right? version, right? <laughs> Only yeah. you, correct? I just, just happens to be home eating fries. I just thought, <laughs> what a talent here. Somebody knocks on your door and you're like, come on in, let's go to my kitchen and write a song and I'll give you half the money. Now she's got, you know, plenty of money mm-hmm. just because of that one song because it became a hit. I love the guy. I just think he was so giving, you know. If somebody came to my door and said, come on in, I said, come on in, let's do a DJ together. Let's, let's DJ something. Let's make a here. podcast. Let's make a podcast together, give you half of royalties. That'd be fine. Come we're, on. We're going to have sex, right? <laughs> yeah, they left that part out. Yeah, they left that out. Uh, next story comes from New Jersey, a dental office assistant says that she knows that her boss, this is the American, she has filed this with the American Dental Center in Union, New Jersey. She has complained about the party culture promoted by her supervisor, a woman named Lily Almeida, and she filed a lawsuit saying that this Lily Almeida would drink hard liquor uh, quite often, eat marijuana jello shots, she would drink hard liquor out of dental cups, and she would do shooters and uh, have pot brownies on the job. That's not why you go to the dentist every month, is it, Dave? Look, <laughs> you go to your dentist, I'll go to mine. <laughs> and she says that the reason this was all covered up is because she had a, the woman she's accusing had a flir- flirtatious and maybe romantic relationship with the head dentist there, David Poltak, Dr. David Poltak. So she said they're sort of in it together and they were covering all this up. My question is, does she have any evidence of this? She's now lost her job. She's quit her job. She said she was uh, forced to do things she didn't want to do. All of this stuff. Does she have a chance of winning, Lisa, or is she just basically saying something and she's got to prove it? What are your thoughts? She's got to prove it, and she's filed her lawsuit, and it sounds like from the account I read, like she's got a fair amount of evidence about this because it sounds like they had all these meetings about this, and and the dentist said some really dumb things, and if it's if there's any evidence of it, she's accusing him of saying that, you know, just because there's a whiskey bottle in the trash can, if you don't have a video of somebody drinking that, then you don't have any proof that somebody was drinking that on the job kind of thing. <laughs> right, yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. Why would you say that to this woman? You know, but um, but it sounds like, you know, they. what happened was she complained to her immediate supervisor. I'm sorry, to her supervisor, supervisor, who's the office manager. Mm-hmm. And that's when all the trouble started for her. And then they started retaliating against her. And, you know, she was saying this is a safety issue because some of the hygienists were doing this, supposedly. That's right. And, uh, you know, so and then they're going to go see patients. And so then they started putting this lady on all these shifts that she couldn't work because of her her child care schedule and stuff like that. So um, they did all kinds of stuff, like gave her an uncomfortable chair to sit in and crazy. <laughs> they did. They did do that. Stuff. And uh, so she, she ended up quitting and suing them. And so if she can prove all of that, then she will prevail because you cannot terminate someone or retaliate against them 
if they've reported something that's a danger or criminal activity because that's against public policy. So she will she will win if she can show that. I think they're mm. trying to the boss is here trying to drive Chris Dim out. He's got an uncomfortable chair too. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. He's always like, "Oh, my back." I was like, mm, they're trying to Each one's of. worse than the other. The one in here and the one at my desk. They're trying to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're trying to drive him out. He needs more cushions <laughs> these days. Classic time. Well, today I came in and my chair in my office would not lean back. <gasps> We're all struggling. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag stronger together. <laughs> Front line, aren't you? Well, you know, I sat there for about two hours, and by the end there, my back was getting kind of tight, and I thought, this thing doesn't lean hey, back. The chair I, you're sitting in now is broken. It is. I'm telling you, they're trying to drive us all away. With chairs. With chairs. <laughs> with bad chair, chair rebellion. It's like some sort bad of cons- chairs. It's conspiracy. They all laugh. They're not here anymore. I think they come in and tinker at night, <laughs> and we don't know they're here doing this. So if this dentist is found guilty, then he loses. I mean, he's going to lose, lose his, his license. license and everything, yeah? You'd think. Well, she's just she's, she's just filed a civil lawsuit for her damages from losing the job or having to give up her job. So I, I don't think she has filed anything with the dental board. It just so happens that his dental practice kind of sounds like uh, it almost sounds like it's the dental board. Now, it's possible that the dental board will pick up on all of this mm-hmm. and come in and investigate because it is certainly sounds sounds pretty dangerous if you've got people who are working on patients who are high and drunk. That does not mm, sound good. Exactly. The next uh, story, last one here, is about coronavirus here. A woman in York County, Pennsylvania, uh, is the first person to be cited for violating their governor, Tom Wolf's stay-at-home order. According to the state police, she's 19 she was giving a, given a citation for, quote, going for a drive, according to the citation uh, acquired by the, by the website and the newspaper there. A state police spokesperson said Friday the woman was intentionally pulled over because she was out just driving around looking for something to do. She was just bored and at home at driving. Is that the way it is in Pennsylvania and some states in the country, Lisa, that you can't even go out and drive? What are, the, what are your thoughts well, on that? Well, yeah, the, the Pennsylvania order is very similar to all these shelter-in-place or stay-at-home orders that are happening all over the country. Mm-hmm. And they don't really specify whether you can go for a drive or not. And I think it would fall into an area that would be acceptable. But what happened was apparently she had something wrong. They said it was an equipment citation that first got her pulled over, probably like her taillights were out or something. I don't know what, something like that. Right. And so, uh, or she didn't do a turn signal or it was broken, whatever. So she gets pulled over for this equipment citation. Apparently then in the conversation, something was said that made the officer feel like it was necessary to cite her with this about going for the drive. Maybe she, you know, we talked yesterday, maybe she was, maybe she smarted off to the cop and made him mad or whatever. I don't know, but the trooper didn't like it. And he gave her the citation. They have said, they've made a statement um, the Troopers Association that he works for there has made a statement saying that they're going to review the protocol about this because I don't really think this is the intent is, uh, you know, because you can go out for hiking and walking and recreation. Right. Yeah. And uh, she's and she's just bored and driving around. She's alone. So she's not infecting anybody. Right. It's not really contemplated in the order. I mean, it's not one of the exceptions. So he's he's valid in giving her the citation because it's not one of the exceptions for why you can leave your house. Yeah. But it's really not the spirit of the order. So I think they might drop it. And I they're kind think. of going to caution him not to write these again for people. That yeah, I would think you'd be allowed. I mean, it would be like encouraged. If you need something to do, just go out for a leisurely drive, you know, if you want to. Yeah, by yourself. It's like, yeah, it's like walking or hiking or whatever that they say you should do if you're. Not within six feet of another person. You and know? gas prices are good. Yeah, right now. Go waste yeah, some gas. Exactly. You know, there's nowhere mm. else to drive. Uh, did you, uh, we were uh, talking about this yesterday. If you saw a group of 
12, 15 people playing football in a park, let's say, would you encourage us to call the police as a, as a lawyer? Would you say it's because I saw somebody on the news say, if you see something, say something. It should be like 9-11. And that's how serious this is, that if you see 15 people playing football or even just sitting together in a park, you should call somebody. What do you think? Well, I mean, personally, I'm I'm not I'm not the type that's going to call probably, but I do think it is it is that serious and it's unfortunate that people are not taking it seriously. I I went for a a run at a on a greenway last weekend and people just they were they were you know congregating and not not moving over so that you can mm-hmm. share the trail. And there are places where the trail, you know, the tree you could you would have to run in a thicket to get around them. Yep. And uh, I mean, it was. It was crazy, but you know, they're just not taking it seriously. It's true. Some people, I mean, a lot of people are, the majority, but some people, you're right, they don't take yeah. it as serious. I, I encountered the same thing. Of course, I am a person who did go to the grocery store just for a can of cream of chicken soup. Mm. But in fairness, I needed it for a recipe. Oh, tell Lisa what you need to go today for. Frozen pineapple and some ice cream. Dole oh. whips. Trying to make a Dole Whip. <laughs> and some ice cream. They, well, they, they put the uh, Disney Dole Whip recipe out online so it's public, but I don't have vanilla ice cream or frozen pineapple or a piping bag. <laughs> Can I come to your house and borrow? I feel like you've got a piping bag. <laughs> don't you? Th- I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. I, I yeah. knew you would. I knew you'd have a piping bag. Yeah. In fact, instead of coming there, would you just drop that off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, if you don't mind. Lisa Lanier, thank you so much for being on with us today. She's our official attorney of this program. She is our. Uh, she's available at LanierLawGroup.com, and if you need any legal advice or representation, go there. Thank you, Lisa. Happy Easter. Happy Easter oh, to you. Thank you. There she goes.